the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. I love the book of Philippians because one of the themes is joy. And I've written a book called Simply Joy, Rain or Shine, but I taught Philippians recently at Deeper Life. It's on Sunday evenings at the church next door. Paul was intentional. He planted this church. He went and found helpers to help him to reach this city. And we too, we have to know where we're going with the gospel, who we're going to share it with, and, and ask the Lord, invite him into that process. But if we never share, then we're missing the joy. We're really missing out on the joy of sharing Jesus. What if someone never shared him with you? Who shared him with you? How did they do that? How, how did you experience that? And what if, that wouldn't have never, what if they would have never shared that with you? So we have to keep that urgency. Um, and then... He says again, shine, you just you shine for the gospel. Philippians uh, 2.15, then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. I mean, he's just saying, those that share the gospel, this is, you're the, you're the best. <laughs> this is what it's all about. And I think about that shine because I think about the word countenance. And to me, have you ever met someone that just, they, they accept Christ in their entire countenance changes like the look on their face there's a lifting up there's a lightness a brightness Um, we we had a girl who came once to youth group and just literally sat in all black in the corner on the floor came with her boyfriend and didn't really you know pulled her knees up like this didn't really want to have anything to do with a conversation and week after week she kept coming and I'll just never forget the day that she came in the door and she had on like a pale yellow t-shirt and jeans and had brushed her hair. And I was like, Anne? <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, wow. Her whole countenance had changed. Like her whole, she, she went from dark to light and it was literally the love of God. But it, it, was a, it took a little time, you know, for her to begin to experience that. But I think when we shine and we share um, that with others, they can see it in your face. They should be able to see it on your face, the love of God. Um, we had the, the comedian, Tammy Whitehurst, she said, watch your resting face. <laughs> so, I mean, you need to ask yourself, is the countenance of God upon you? That's <laughs> um, pretty good. Anyway, it's a privilege to suffer for the gospel. That's hard to imagine. Um, but that's what Paul says. He says in Philippians 1.29, For God 
graciously has given you the privilege not only to believe in Christ, but also to suffer for him. I, I think, wow, would, would we actually think of that as a privilege to suffer for him? Have you ever been embarrassed or called out because of your faith? Have you ever been um, singled out or made fun of or, um, I don't know, maybe truly suffered, maybe actually harmed for your faith? That is a privilege. <laughs> it may not feel like it at the time, but we can take note of that. Um, it's a privilege. I, I remember um, we, when we lived in this one apartment and there were just people that obviously didn't like <laughs> that pastors were there, so to speak, in their midst. You could tell. You could feel it. But that's a privilege. And uh, sometimes you don't even have to say anything and they already know, right? They already know who you are. They know where you live. They know what you do. But that's a privilege. Um, it's a privilege to believe the gospel now. And, and Paul, he kind of expresses a lot of things through poem in, in the book of Philippians. But in, in 2.10 he says, The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day submit to his name in the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, and in the demonic realm. <laughs> Paul is saying that you, you can enjoy the privilege now of believing in the, in the gospel, or that's fine, <laughs> but one day everybody's going to bow. Everybody one day will recognize and revere God. So you can kind of choose, do you want to do this now or later? <laughs> and he puts it in a poem form. Um, I think about famous uh, people, you know. I don't know if you've, if you've met anybody famous. I was thinking about the famous people that we were talking about this the other day. Have, who have you ever met that was famous? One time we met Ray Charles in an airport. Um, one time uh, I, I went to Amy Grant's youth group in high school, and that was really fun because I got to meet all these famous Christian singers at the time, Wes King and Michael W. Smith and Stephen Curtis Chapman. They all, these were all her BFFs, and they all came. Um, Sandy Patty was there. So back in the day, those were famous Christian singers that came. And then I think about, uh, what about, like, I met the Beach Boys once. I still love the Beach Boys. They were, they were very cool. I catered them dinner in Cincinnati when I worked for a catering company. Uh, I met Muhammad Ali once. Because I catered another dinner again in Cincinnati, and he, it was pretty cool to to get to meet him. But what about we we know Jesus, you know? And you think about we we should be excited to share that, right? Because it's so cool to tell, like, sit around and tell what famous people have you met, you know? Who do you know? And it's just fun. You know, it's kind of fun to think about how cool they are and how awesome they are and, you know, whatever. Tell those stories. But what if we had that same excitement or sparkle, you know, to just to share? Let me tell you. Let me tell you about the Lord. I've met the Lord, and I know the Lord. And, and just to keep that. I think Paul wants us to just some, somehow keep that excitement and that joy and that about sharing the gospel. 
because it's a privilege. It's it's a privilege to meet anyone famous, right? (laughs) And we've gotten to know the Lord of life. Fellowship and togetherness bring joy. So fellowship koinonia, that's a word that is in here that means fellowship. And Paul wants us to to be together, to share the gospel together, to uh, do this as a teamwork. And I think about your small groups. I think about retreats. I think about church in the smaller aspects that have a greater impact. Um, It says in Philippians 1.25, Yet deep in my heart I'm confident that I will be spared so I can add to your joy and further strengthen and mature your faith. Paul, Paul wasn't. I mean, he, he was not above writing a letter. He wasn't above meeting in a small group. He, 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 he just wanted to be with you and encourage you and strengthen your faith. It, it wasn't even really about some giant group. He just wanted this church to get off the ground. He wanted to be together, and he was confident that God would help that to happen. Um, Philippians 2.2, So I'm asking you, my friends, that you would be joined together in perfect unity... This is what he wants. With one heart, one passion, and united in one love, walking together with one harmonious purpose, and you will fill my heart with unbounded joy. <laughs> that was really important to him. He did not want us fighting, did he? He, he wanted us working like an orchestra, working like a, like a well-oiled machine, like a tandem bicycle. He didn't, he didn't want us fighting. If we're fighting, then we can't accomplish anything. We can't spread the gospel. We can't build the church. So fellowship and togetherness, as you read through Philippians, you'll see that again and again. And when we do come together around the gospel, we can unite. And we, ha- we have a purpose. I, re- I remember praying with a friend uh, that her husband would accept Christ, and it just seemed pretty impossible they had one little boy, um, and he went to a, a men's meeting with Doyle, and he accepted Christ. And while he was there, we were at Kings Island with the kids, and I remember thinking when we got the call that our husband had accepted Christ, I just remember standing there at the racer thinking that call is better than the racer. Like that call is more exciting than riding the racer. <laughs> And because when you actually begin to see people accepting Christ, it is very, very exciting. And it brings great joy. But together, I think that happened because we prayed. And they went on and had five, they adopted five kids. Yeah, they could only have one and then they had five more. So they have six. Um, But that's what God did. Joy is possible in hardships. Philippians 1.18, yet in spite of all of this, I'm overjoyed for what does it matter as long as Christ is being preached? I guess in spite of all this, because here he is, he's in, you know, in jail again. Uh, if they preach him with mixed motives or with genuine love, the message of Christ is still being preached and I will continue to rejoice. <laughs> That's pretty good. He, he, he Even like, you know, just preach Christ. And I guess some people... You, you, sometimes you question their motives, right? But Paul was like, hey. Um, I think about what, what hardships, you know, have you been through 
where joy is still possible or, you know, season. Um, the girls were saying how all the work involved in getting ready for the retreat. And I said, you know, there's no good season to serve the Lord. Every season is hard. And, and it's going to be hard. I mean, you'll never do it. If you don't ever stop to serve the Lord, you'll always have a good reason why you aren't. <laughs> there's no season, you know. And I, I think about hardships. I think about when, when we moved to Cincinnati, we were newlyweds. I was newly pregnant. We had a new job. We had no, you know, we didn't have a house at that time. And every, everything was new. I didn't have any friends. I was away from family. I was sick from pregnancy. And it was kind of a hard season. But yet when I look back on it, there was still joy because we were serving the Lord. There was still joy because we, had our, we were meeting uh, in a small group. We were getting to know teenagers. We were, the joy was in the Lord. The joy wasn't in the tight budget. <laughs> the joy wasn't in, you know, all of those other things. I, I didn't know anyone um, being sick all the time. I remember my aunt bringing me crackers and Sprite in the church parking lot, and I would eat those so I could even make it into the building <laughs> because I was so nauseous. But we can have joy and hardships when the Lord is still in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.